When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. This is a video game podcast. If you... I did it. I did it. Mm. Private browser. You search Triple Jump or one word, you find us immediately. You search Triple Jump or one word on YouTube, you find us immediately. You search Triple Space Jump on YouTube, you find us at least a few times on the first page of results. If you search Triple Space Jump... Now on Google, mm. we are on the first page for for the for the actual athletics competition triple jump. That's pretty good. We're towards the bottom, but we're on page one. There's good. a link to our YouTube channel. Good for us. Yeah, we did it. We're we're taking it back. Yeah, we're taking back we're the word. Reclaiming the word. It's ours now. Sorry, sports. We've got a sponsor, Peter. We have uh, this to this week's sponsor. It comes from. Uh, Peter Molyneux's Curiosity Cube. No way. It does. Actual Molly, the Molly Cube. Peter's, Peter's Molly Cube. Uh, what's inside the cube? I don't know. Some sort of challenge with Philip Schofield, isn't it? No, it doesn't It doesn't actually say. Oh, um, it just says what's in... Sorry, say that. Can you give me the whole read again? Sorry, I yeah, won't interrupt sorry. you this time. Today, we're sponsored by Peter Molyneux's Curiosity Cube. What's inside the cube? But that's over, isn't it? You can't download that anymore. Yeah, it's why just is he an doing ad that? for the video game. I thought it's done though. It is, and what I'll tell you, you what was inside the cube: disappointment. Yeah, like a weird day out, wasn't it? A life-changing thing where you get to be the actual god in goddess, and, right? And go to not Lionhead Studios, but the other one, and all the development team just go out to the pub without you. Yes, that is a real thing that happened. Or they, is it they the make cube? you stand in the court. The cube, what's inside? Is that what it's called? Cur- curiosity, what's inside the cube? I think it was called Curiosity. Curie, I'm just doing a what little... What a weird sponsor. Yeah, that's really strange. I'm just curious now. Curiosity. Curiosity killed the cube. City. Uh, oh, I can't spell it, so that's an issue. Curiosity. I'm just going to search Curiosity Cube. Let's yeah. have a look. See what we get. The cube, what's inside, appears to be some kind of ripoff that's that a rip-off. includes in-app purchases. Uh, Super Smasher Hit and Smash, Magic Cube Puzzle 3D. Well, actually, Peter Molyneux will will be quite furious. We're promoting other cube games. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, make any sense. 
Um, and it doesn't have to, Peter, because it's a lie. We got you. That's why it didn't make sense. We got you. It's April Fools every week. I made it up about ten minutes ago before we started recording. It's a fallacy. Yeah. It's a it's total cod's wallop, and you fell for it hook, line, and sinker. We walloped you right in the face with a cod there. That's embarrassing. Yeah. You're gonna have stinky cod face now. You why best that... be hoping you you can have shower of some kind. Stinky stinky cod face. Why is that a lie, Ben? Uh, because we're actually brought to you by a wonderful patron. We are. At patreon.com forward slash team triple jump who uh, allow us to do this show. And we source questions directly from them. If you would like to contribute questions to the show, you can do patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Support us at any level. And we put out a weekly post asking for your questions and they will be featured here. Yes. If they're any good. <laughs> no, we do. We do hold on to all of them. Uh, we hold on to all of them because some weeks... We'd like to dip back and have a look at, you know, maybe some legacy questions that we missed out on and we sprinkle sprinkle them in. Mm. Let's begin with a question. All right, then, I suppose. This from Brighton Baker. Brighton Baker asks, which pre-orderable games are you keen to play? This this question goes on, uh, but we'll start there. Mm. So I'm assuming uh, what Brighton Baker, he or she is asking, uh, is just sort of what game's coming out are you looking forward to that are, that are within grasp? Yeah, not just like what that we I, know the you know, release like date, the next Elder Scrolls. Well, that's yeah, that's that's not going to happen. For I can't wait for Super Mario uh, ninety three, uh, Super Mario uh, sixty nine. Actually, uh-huh. ninety three is the next one, right? Because uh, they did Super Mario. Is this Super Mario sixty four? That sounds yeah. like a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixty nine. Anyway, that's that's a bad joke. Let's drop that one. Okay. Uh, I am looking forward to pre-orderable games called Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That is now pre-orderable. Yes, it has a release date. Yeah. We know that one. Uh, So, you know, it might not be as good as we want it to be. It might actually be better than they uh, seem to be showing it off as, you know, in their slightly wink-wonk gameplay. uh, Did a bit of a bad job, aren't they, really? Yeah. Apparently, you know, there's a lot more to it than what we were actually shown that would have made it probably a lot more enticing if they'd shown all that kind of stuff. But... Whatever, you know, I'm mm. still looking forward to it. I like my Star Warmses. Um, Bio Mutant, I'm kind of interested okay. in. We saw that at. Uh, which one was it? Was it Insomnia? Because it wasn't at uh, What's Next, was it? No, we did, it have as... we actually. We haven't actually played it, have we? Because it, this no, is we the one saw with it the. There. Is it the one with the. The, the, the little. Cat rabbit with a sword. Rabbit man. Little cat rabbit thing. cat. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times now. I feel like it was maybe Gamescom last year. It might have been Gamescom. But it was announced at. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. Anyway, we've seen some gameplay of it. It kind of interests me, like the world that, that it takes place in. And partly sort of dodging around some some of the obvious uh, answers. Don't worry, question. I got them. Yeah, well, so I thought, <laughs> you know. Uh, and the one other thing. As of this morning, me yeah. and you have discovered there's now a release date for Trine 4. We love Trine. I don't actually know if it's pre-orderable, but if there's a release it date, is. Probably, yeah. it's on the PlayStation Store. I was doing some research for our big discussion earlier. And, oh, uh, for our big discussion. And Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, don't worry. Okay. But yeah, Trine 4, that's a good shout. Well, it's interesting because Trine also comes up in my question too. So Yes, mine as well. Oh, well, there you go. It's a Trine episode today, sponsored. That's our new sponsor, yeah. Trine. No, Frozen we're not. Frozen Bite Studios or whatever they're called. We're I can't remember what it is. Trine. We need to do a, a tweet campaign to the publishers slash developers of Trine to let them know that we're super mega fans of Trine. We are. And we'd love to play it. But and we'll talk about more Trine in a minute. We, we will. But, you know, Trine 4, I'm really looking forward to it. It's not like an absolute 
you know, blockbusting series. No. Uh, particularly Trying 3 didn't probably do as well as they wanted it to. It's a bit of a departure. But as we'll discuss in question two, we really like it uh, for certain reasons. And we're really excited for Trying 4. So, uh, it's because the go. wizard is sexy. Yeah, the sexy wizard. That's why. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course. Eventually that will come out. <coughs> He's allergic to waiting. I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. Uh, Outer Worlds. Oh, of course. Which, interestingly, when I was again doing my research for the uh, for, for the for the big discussion, mm. which is about sort of digital prices and things, yeah, it, it's it's somewhat cheaper than than your average big blockbuster, which leads me to believe is it is it as big of a blockbuster as as one might expect? It's almost conspicuous. Uh, by by its cheaper price point it's, makes me worry a little bit even though it's 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 a good thing right that it's cheaper well the, the issue i guess is is in a way it's hard not to separate it from or so it's it's hard to separate it from fallout in your head just mm, because of its I aesthetic so. yeah. but just because it looks a bit like fallout doesn't mean to say it's going to be an enormous you know no. huge scale video well, that's, game that's what they've said it is well i know it is yeah and then and then, and then but, it's got this price that doesn't match up yeah with the with the other big blockbusters which is obviously a good thing because i don't want to spend as much money but then i think why why is why it why are you not charging why are you for... not as much i don't trust you i'm a fickle human being and i don't trust anything even if it's good for me but then sometimes these things are surprisingly cheap you know like yeah. i think weren't both insane trilogy and spyro reignited both mm. a little bit cheaper than and you think like i know they're remasters but there's three games in one there i think yeah. they could have got away with charging full price for those I, two games. i would have paid for it yeah exactly well. so um, sometimes they do just not charge as much yeah i do like that though i like the resurgence well, anyway we'll talk about that later yeah we'll We'll get to that later. Yeah. Borderlands 3, a couple of weeks away. Oh. Big, exciting. Peter, you're not here next week. No, I'm not. Um, I am going to be streaming with our good friend from Gearbox, Patrick Fenn, mm. who who works over at Gearbox. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I said he's from Gearbox and then he works at Gearbox. It's it's the same thing. He wasn't born in Gearbox. He wasn't Gearbox. born in, into, a, into a Gearbox of some kind. Oh my God. We're going to be playing the uh, Borderlands 2 expansion, Commander Lilith. And the fight for Sanctuary. Sure. Talking all about the development of that game and maybe discussing a bit of Borderlands 3 and stuff uh, in place of Peter and Peter and Mines, Peter and Eyes, Peter and Hours, uh, usual dual stream on Thursday. So mm. we'll talk about that again at the end of the show. But the Borderlands 3, very exciting. Death Stranding, I've got that down here because I know we've talked about our, our practic uh, practically our disdain. It does say keen to play, and in a way I am keen to play that game. But in a weird way, yeah. Because not only am I observing the 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 dumpster fire from afar, because it's either going to turn out incredibly or horribly. Yeah. But equally, I just want to know what is it? Mm -hmm. Well, how how does it work? And some people will say, well, that's Kojima's brilliance in a nutshell, right there. The fact that he's keeping you guessing and you're interested because you don't know what it is. And to that, I say, pooey. Yes. Pooey to you. Pissy. Pissy, pissy mushrooms to you, my dude. What a I, wonderful question. I did see that little brief gameplay clip the other day where he's walking along and he's sheltering behind a World War One tank. Mm. There's probably a ghost tank. And that tiny little bit makes me a bit more intrigued because there's actual stuff going on there. There's action. I think there's like gunfire flying over it was him that, or something. It was that, it's from the E3 trailer. Yeah, it's it a lot of the E3 trailer. They, they showed stuff and it was like, oh, this has, there's like a historical setting. Mm. Things are happening. It's not just green pastures and not ladders just a quarry and piss <laughs> yes a piss quarry brilliant very strange well thank you brighton baker thank you uh brighton's paid 
uh, $100 to Patreon $100. Uh, this month. And we signed a game and sent it off. Yeah, I'm now in financial trouble, Tubbs, but it's all for a good cause. Thank you, Brighton Baker. Thank you, Brighton Baker. Uh, he also, or she, he or she, also asks uh, what our favorite worst game ever is so far. Oh. Are we limiting it to this channel? I guess probably we should. It spans three channels. Narrow it down. Yeah. If, if by favorite you mean sort of the worst, best, just the best yes. episode because of how terrible the game was. Right. Uh, oh, I don't know. Do you have a standout one? I was going to have a look at the playlist and 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 remind myself which yeah. ones we played, and I didn't. Uh, I really enjoyed The Mummy, the first episode we Here. did. Here. Yeah. I liked that one. Uh, God, I can't remember any of them. No, now. I can't. I can pull up the playlist. Maybe we can we can move on to what we what we playlist in. Yeah. And then while we're doing that, I can I can get the playlist for us and we can choose one. Yes, we'll we'll choose it at the end of what we're playing. So and with that said, it's time to move on to what we play in. It's time for what we play in. Peter, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing and completing <gasps> Uh, the first Uncharted oh. on the Drake collection. I was going to hum the tune there, but we shouldn't because that will get us a copyright strike. Beautiful. Is that off key enough? Demonetized. Oh no, still too good. Demonetized. Uh, do you know what? I remembered kind of how okay the first yeah the first Uncharted game was. I think the first time I played it. Um, because I didn't have the other games to compare it to, I thought, mm. I think this is all right. I don't yeah, know what people are complaining about. Nice swashbuckling adventure. There's a lot of shooting, isn't there? And the yeah. shooting's not that good, really. Um, you should try playing it on PS3 with the six-axis controls. Oh, yeah, wow. You, you want to balance across those logs? No. How about you want to throw a grenade, but you control its arc by tilting the controller back and forth? I actually like that mechanic. That was a nice one. I had a weird glitch while I was playing, actually, where whenever I would pull out a grenade to aim because I was trying to get a, one of the trophies or in-game medals for it was a grenade related one hmm. I, like the arc would appear in front of me and then when I would turn Drake would like do this but the arc would just stay in exactly the same place even though oh. it's supposed to move around while you aim so you know where you're throwing the grenade um, that's weird so I just wouldn't I wouldn't, be, wouldn't know where I was going to be throwing it I don't know how that happened, but really bizarre. There's a few weird glitches and bugs in the, in the Nathan Drake collection, yeah. isn't there? Like some some strange things. I've been having them on stream as well. Oh, have you? Some weird stuff. Yeah. How far are you on stream now? Uh, finished the first one. Yeah. Uh, I think the the second one will be polished off on the next stream. Okay. Probably. So getting there, getting there slowly. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I the cutscenes look better than I remember. I I always think that. The first three games, or certainly the first one, even in the remastered, looks a little bit wink wonk. But you know, I think I think everyone looks pretty good, yeah. and uh, it's a nice, nice enough story. There's a bit less uh, travel than I remembered as well. I kept thinking that like sooner or later we were going to find a map that was going to send us, you know, across the world to like Russia or something. Mm -hmm. But actually, no, the entire thing takes place pretty much on that one island. Yeah. Whereas other ones, the other games, he, I think he moves around a fair bit. It's more, Trotter. He? Yeah, he is. So I'm, I'm a looking much more looking forward to two and three and four. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to play them all back to back. Um, particularly so number two, that's a good one. Two so, is a great one. Two's the best reviewed one. one. It is. Yeah. And uh, number four is good too. So. Love the fourth one. But you know, I had I had fun, and uh, I kind of I am that kind of person where I didn't just want to just start on number two, even though I know it's the best one mm. you know, or one of the best ones. I just thought, no, I have to play number one first. So. Yeah. That's what I've been playing. I'm I'm on my way now to the better ones in the series. But, nice. You know, it it laid some good groundwork. Well done, Naughty Dog. It certainly did. Uh, number one, 
is actually and uh, Drake's fortune that is is yeah. actually the one that I bought pre-owned and then sold before finishing before finishing yeah I got sort of a couple of hours in and it was sort of that period that I think a lot of people go through where you just sell all your games all the time to mm. pay for new games yeah so I'd sold some things bought it from game played it for a couple of hours was nonplussed and then sold it and it was only later on when I think things were maybe starting to build up towards the second one mm. maybe like an hour or uh, an hour a year away from release and I thought, <laughs> it's I coming ah oh, quick i i should probably go back and play it uh-huh. and uh, and it was then that i bought it again and played it through all the way and really liked it but yeah, yeah i gave up on that game to begin with oh. so i threw it i away. can see why someone might do that particularly before uh the others have come out if it's just a standalone hey here's this game called uncharted do you like it well it's mm, it's fine it's okay yeah yeah so um if if you've never played them and you want to, I would I would sit through one. I think it's it's worth it for what's for what's coming. Yeah, for what lies ahead. Introduces all the characters that you need to know as well. Yeah, that play important roles later on. Mm. I've been playing Hidden Agenda, Peter. Oh yeah, that uh, PlayLink game that we're a fan of, mm. uh, developed by Supermassive, who did Until Dawn. Yes, and the new Man of Medan game, which I believe is out right now, as of the time of release. We've asked for a review code. I don't know how likely it is we're going to get it, but mm. if we if we do, we'll play some on on the channel at some point. I've seen the trailer. It looks like Doctor Anal Hill might be back. Yeah, from our stream of I've Until Dawn. I've not actually looked up the cast, but I think it might be the same man in a similar role, just sort of between the action, just yeah, looking at you, just being weird. Yeah. Menacing. And apparently various uh, actors from Hidden Agenda return oh. uh, for this as well. So they're just sort of reusing the same talent pool. But they're all very good. Okay. Hidden Agenda's great. Murder mystery game. Uh, you can, because it's PlayLink, you play on your phone and you control it on your phone. And you make the decisions on your phone. And up to, I don't know how many players. We played with quite a few, didn't we, when we first played it a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think there were... Well, there were three or four of us, I think. Right. Yeah. I, d- I don't know what the limit is, but if you, it's a great movie night game. There's three parts to it, and after each part, it says, "Go fix yourself a drink and come back when you're all ready." Yeah. And it's exciting, and it's sort of a dark thriller with lots of different twists and turns. Even though sometimes it's a, it's a bit naff. Sometimes, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's the kind of game that you can only play once because you know, once you know, who done the murders. And so on. Yeah. Then it's not. It's not really. It doesn't really have the same impact. But it's good fun. But if there's you a group at least of you. have a different kind of ending. Yeah. This time. Played basically, you can you can enable kind of like Telltale after the fact Telltale games, where it tells you the percentage percentage of players who picked that option. Mm. You can actually show in the moment the percentage of global players who picked certain options. Mm-hmm. So we played through picking the least chosen option for okay. every single one got a got a new ending that I'd never had before. Oh, okay. Which is quite fun. Interesting. So I really like that game, and uh, it seems that they've adopted aspects of it into Man of Medan, mm-hmm. which I am looking forward to playing because there is a movie night mode okay. where, where lots of you can play together, basically. There's a single-player mode where you can just experience it, and there's a co-op mode as well where you can play online with a friend, oh. which is really interesting, and I just I want to play it. Sounds good. Please, Bandai Namco. You demonetized, you demonetized our Gamescom video. Help us out. Give us a code for this game, please. It We'd would make a very it. good Thursday stream game, wouldn't it, it? It would. We'll go straight on to it after Detroit, even mm. if it means we've missed the party a little bit there. Yeah. But anyway, the Call of Duty 2v2 Alpha. Mm. Played, a, played a, a fair few games of that. Incredibly frustrating because I'm not good at it. But you know what? 
It's it's Call of Duty and it's good. Okay. So if you want to find out more, go watch our Quipscope video all about it. Same goes for Erica, which is in a similar vein to Hidden Agenda in that it's uh, it's a game that you can play on your phone by picking various options. But it's FMV, full motion video, so it's got actual actors with cameras and stuff. Yeah. Also thought this one was uh, was a bit naff, a bit like Hidden Agenda, but sort of way more naff than Hidden Agenda. I feel like, as we've discussed again in our Quipscope video, you can go and watch now where we talk all about it. Uh, being live action sort of works against it because it reveals perhaps the budgetary constraints of what they were working with. Right. Just feels a bit cheap. Uh, it's It's not great. It's very predictable. And uh, some of the acting is not fantastic. No. So, again, I would... Uh, you can't play this one like Hidden Agenda with several of you voting on which w- options you want to do. But if you can get a group of friends together and just sort of pass the, con- pass the phone round, or you yeah. can play it with a controller as well, then that's probably the way to experience it. You can just have a vote in the room, can't you? And yeah. then just pick the one that won, so... That's what I did. Yeah. That's how I played it. I think that's the best way to experience it. Not great. But not bad either. I would be interested to see what else that studio makes okay. and, and give that a go because I like these kinds of games. I just didn't think this one was very good. Mm, that's a shame. That's what I've been playing. Well, do you know what else we've been playing? Yeah. Over the past several months, we've been playing bad video games and I've got oh. a playlist of them right here. Okay. Um, do you want me to just quickly read them all out? Yeah, let's do them. Let's, ro- let's roll call our terrible decisions. In, I think, order of release... The Mummy Returns, mm-hmm. Agent Hugo, watch mm-hmm. out. Oh, God. Knight Rider, Charlotte's Web, Action Girls Racing, The Walking Dead, Rambo the Video Game, Fast and Furious, dot, 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 I've forgotten what it was called, Get Fit with Mel B, yep. Shadow the Hedgehog, Barbie Race and Ride, Charlie's Angels, South Park, and Rugrat Studio Tour. There oh. will also have been an episode out uh, by the time this... No, there won't. Oh, no, they won't. That's I'm editing week. it early this week yeah. because I'm away next week, but it's it's actually due out next week. You're right. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, the Rugrats one was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, God. I mean, I think Knight Rider had its moments. It did, yeah. Um, Michelin kit. Yeah. Uh, Agent Hugo was good as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, when I say good, I don't mean it's a good game. I mean, it's even... I mean, Barbie Race and Ride was just a really bad, bad game. You mm. know, barely entertaining. But I think we kind of made it quite a good episode. Charlie's Angels as well. I don't know, yeah. actually. Um, I think they've actually... There have been one or two standout ones over the past few years, I think, beyond Triple Jump. Right. Um, but of of that lot, I would say... Yeah, Agent Hugo is up there. Mm-hmm. I think The Mummy's a good shout, actually. Yeah. The Mummy was good. I like The Mummy. Yeah. That was our first episode. Don't know. Can't all really d- choose. All downhill one. from there. Yeah. Go watch the full playlist, though, and, th- and thank you again to Brighton Baker for mm. asking that question. We have another question, though, Peter. Yes. Uh, we do. I'll read it. It's from Quite Insane. Quite Insane asks, Hi, you, hi guys. Do you have a favorite funny-slash-silly game you like to play, either solo or with friends? Keep up the great work, please. Please. Okay. Please keep it up. We're doing our best, Quite Insane. We're we are. our best. Now, a lot of people have a solo game that they just go back to over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, our, our good our good brother-in-arms, uh, Michael Johnson, has Super Meat Boy. Yeah. That he just seems to play endlessly whenever he's bored or gets some downtime, he plays Super Meat Boy. Hundreds I've, of hours in it, I think. I've never had a game like that. 
no. where I just always go back to it. Over the past few months, it's been Crash Team Racing. Mm. But that's only been for the Grand Prix stuff. And that's kind of it. And when the Grand Prix stuff stops, I'll probably stop playing. But I've never really had a solo game that I that I just go back to and over and over. You know, even even CTR, I know it's a cartoony game, but it's not funny, silly. Really, no, it's is not. It, in that respect. No. Um, but yeah, no, I'm the same. I don't really have like a... A game that I constantly go back to in that in that way. Mm. Uh, but in terms of funny, silly games that I do play with friends, mm. uh, this is where Trine comes in. Yes. Now, Trine isn't inherently a funny, silly game. It's not supposed to be, a, a, you know, a, a joke. No. But when me, you, and my fiance get together for an evening, we have some responsible beverages mm-hmm. uh, and some some nice munchies, and we play Trine. And it's it's predictably an absolute cluster F. Yes. Um, and that's that's what you want out of that game, I think. Mm-hmm. We've unlocked a load of abilities so that we can, like, blow each other's stuff up constantly. Yeah. Um, you know, we can summon, like, three crates into the, into the world at any one time or, like, a load of planks and stuff. There's weird goblins running around. There's this slightly weird thing in Trine 1 or 2, I think, where there are... Or even trying three, I can't remember where there's you collect poems. Uh, yes, and there's this yeah. weird thing going on where someone's writing about their sister, mm-hmm. and it could be interpreted as a sort of incestuous thing. It's very easy to dirtify it. It's easy to dirtify it. It's it's not actually remotely suggestive, really, no, it's but not. it's just the way that we, you know, you get in that mood. Um, so we. We have good times playing Trine, and that's why we're looking forward to number four. Yeah, and Trine 3, if you play as the wizard, every time there's there's a crouch button, I think, in Trine 3, and every time you do it, if you face a certain direction, it just looks like he's twerking if you keep tapping. If you mash it, yeah. So all three of us played as the wizard and just twerked it, yeah. which, was, which was great. It was one of my favorite videos I have saved. You usually play as the assassin lady. Yeah. And you grappling hooked in the third game onto... A, uh, was it a frog or something? He had a fishing pole. Yeah, it was some kind of troll man yeah. who, was, who was fishing. You managed to grapple onto his fishing rod, and then there was a dynamic thing because there are different sort of planes that they introduced in Trine 3 uh, or Depth of Field where you, you managed rod to... rod was in the gameplay area. Yes. So I gripped onto it You then. got onto that. He then sort of walked away out of frame, and as he did so, you were there just sort of swinging limply from his fishing Against rod the invisible wall as you walked as you were just trotted out of the game world yeah and it was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and then you just you just reappeared back in the game again yeah because he walked out of the the gameplay zone and i was sort of dragged along with him but yeah. not quite it was the game was very confused so it's, it's i guess it's the physics based stuff helps right um yeah. you know it's just a, a fun game if you we kind of i think we purposefully kind of mess around mess around with each other when we play that game so and it's yeah. three player co-op as well and there yeah. aren't many games that are three player co-ops so no. it's it's just just it was just the perfect game yeah looking forward to the fourth one mm. you got anything else that you'd like to play uh just a quick mention i, I talked about it last week so i won't i won't dwell on it but uh mm. that's you that's another play link yes game. that's a good one uh and that's again that's the kind of thing where you get together in an evening with some friends. Um, mm. As you were saying earlier, you can play PlayLink games using your phone as a controller. So it's up to, I think, six players. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know, answer silly questions about each other. There's like a selfie mechanic where you take a photo and then people like draw on it and turn you into a, you know, a character or whatever. So it's just, yeah. just a lot of silly fun, really. 
Yeah. yeah. Last one for me is Gang Beasts. Oh, I just yeah. think that's just so much fun. If a few of you can mess around, just sort of a jelly baby fighting game. Again, it's that physics, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it is. And alco- the combination of alcohol and weird yeah. physics in games is always good fun. Definitely. But Peter, mm. there's something weird afoot. Oh, I think it might be time to move on to some weird news. This just in, weird. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's weird news time. Peter, I've got a weird news for you. I've got some right here too, but you you go right ahead. Hello? Go right ahead. I will. Uh, I'm just just want to make sure no one's going to crash through the ceiling because it sound, sounds like they're going to. Hey, Ron. Hey, Billy. <laughs> that hurt. Have you seen that clip? Ow. We should fall through the ceiling. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> this comes to us from Kotaku, and it's a fantastic article. And I would like to give all the credit in the world to Rich Stanton. I'm going to read some of it, and I would like you all to go and read the rest because it's it's fantastic journalism. there's more. This is uh, a headline here from The Mail Online. Uh, MPs vent their fury at sickening video game Brexit Royale, which will see Britons fight to the death to survive in a dystopian world after the UK leaves the European Union. What? That's an actual headline from the Mail Online. So the Mail are saying that MPs are angry about that? Yes, apparently so. Okay. And this is Kotaku's article. A PR firm's winding up MPs and the Daily Mail with a fake Brexit game. I'm just going to rotate my phone so I can read it a bit better because it'd be small. Here we go. Everyone's talking about deep fakes, but welcome to yet another minor manifestation of the internet's capacity for falsehood, Brexit Royale. This video game features various British politicians facing off against one another in classic Royale style, or at least it would if it were real. Oh, got ya. Brexit Royale is a creation of the PR agency Kairos Media. The game is apparently being developed by Wave Studios, but a quick glance at the company's website shows that not only was the domain registered just over a week ago, but the email contact is a Kairos Media address, and the studio's postal address is shared with, you got it, Kairos Media. Right. 
Brexit Royale has a teaser trailer which begins with a load of unverifiable and unsourceable quotes from outlets with names that sound vaguely legit, like Gaming Plus and Esports Buzz, but turn out <laughs> to have little to no online presence or regularity of posting. In fact, if you check out the Wayback Machine, you'll discover that all of these apparently legitimate brands are ultimately owned by Kairos Media. Uh. Scrolling now, got a big advert there. Support adverts, turn off ad blocker. Mm. The teaser then consists entirely of clips of politicians speaking and the Brexit Royale logo, which looks like a two-minute Photoshop job. <laughs> the game has attracted the usual suspects, the Daily Mail running with a quote from Croydon Central MP Sarah Jones, who said, after the death of Joe Cox, to see a game promoting violence to MPs due to Brexit is sickening. Jesus. One senses that when the paper went in search of further details, it got taken for a complete ride. Here, for example, are the weapons that Wave Studios said would be in the game. The weapons, okay. Ballot boxes. <laughs> Big Ben figurine. Blue passports. Cocaine, and then in parentheses, to throw at Michael Gove. Crossbow that fires wheat. UK flagpoles. <laughs> that fires wheat. EU flagpoles. Leave picket signs. Remain picket signs, mm. ration boxes, <laughs> and water cannons. Stockpiled medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Insulin. Oh, no. The Daily Mail almost unbelievably reproduced this list alongside a large illustration of a blue passport. What? It's almost as if it liked the idea of clocking someone over the head with one. There are even more fantastical details on offer, as well as a few dodgy-looking screenshots of what purports to be a character selection screen. <laughs> Players will be able to dress their character in a variety of skins, oh. from different suits for the politicians, all the way to a pig's head in a nod to XPM David Cameron. <laughs> In-game vehicles will include the Vote Leaves Let's Fund Our NHS Instead Brexit bus, of course. Jeremy Corbyn's bicycle, and a zipline for Boris Johnson. Fantastic. By this point, it should be obvious that Brexit Royale is a, marketing, is, is a marketing team having a bit of a troll. Outside of the Mail and the Star, it's not even working especially well. There we go. Sorry, I had a pop-up. Well, yeah, they'll eat anything. The only folks who seem to be engaging with it on social media is the team themselves. And the article continues. Basically, he, he contacts Kairos Media and, and puts it to them that this is a fake and it's all very interesting. Uh, so please go and read the full article, kotaku.co.uk. But that is, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. I really, really enjoyed that one. I so. mean, that's hard to follow. Thank My, you, Kotaku, for bringing us that. Mine's about offensive things that have done happened in a video game. Yay! So, <laughs> Do you mind if I get outraged? Uh, I'm sorry, what are you doing up there? Is I'm it river dance? Outraged about the noise above. It won't be coming through on the microphones, but good lord, it's so noisy. Ion Fury Studio apologizes for developers' sexist and transphobic comments will patch out offensive jokes. Okay. 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 The developer of the acclaimed new retro shooter, Iron Fury. Heard of that? Oh, oh for, for a second there, I thought it was that weird World War One mech game, but it's not Iron Fury, is it? That's something else. Is no. It? There so does actually different. appear to be a mech involved. Of course but... it does. It says Iron in it. It's yeah. a PC game. They're all. I bet it's developed somewhere in Scandinavia as well. It's Ion, though. It's not Iron. Oh. But anyway, oh, okay. new retro shooter Iron Fury has apologised for what it refers to as sexist and transphobic comments made by two of its employees on Discord. It's also promised to patch out several homophobic jokes that were included in the game itself. 
Is Billy okay there? I'm just giving him a stroke. Okay. Iron Fury, which was released on August 15th, so it's not that game, right. uh, was largely met with gushing praise. It doesn't wear its influence. I don't like that. Don't, that's a bad one. Gushing praise. I don't like that one. It doesn't wear its influences on its sleeve so much as it treats them like a full-body tattoo. <laughs> it's unmistakably a shooter in the vein of chunky 90s cheese fests like Duke Nukem 3D and Shadow Warrior. It uses the same engine and even has the same publisher, 3D Realms. Ah, yeah. Okay, I, I haven't seen this, but I, I, I now... I'm now familiar. Okay. I, know, I, I think I know what this is. It also draws on similar humorous sensibilities, some of which have, to put it mildly, not aged well. Oh, dear. Remember Duke Nukem? That yeah. funny guy? Yeah. Late last week, a user on gaming forum Reset Era posted Discord screenshots with messages from members of Iron Fury's development studio, Void Point. These included remarks from a lead developer who goes by the handle Terminx about how... SJWs are effing nuts. Okay. Needless to say, he didn't say effing. He said a word that I cannot repeat. Flopping. Flopping. Something I don't really understand about the social justice stuff is that they have stuff like the slut walk, which I thought was about the right to not be harassed for how they dress, but then if you portray women dressed the same way, you get in trouble for it. He actually said you get in S for it. Oh. So he's complaining that the slut walk exists, but then... If, I don't know what any of this is, but I don't like his tone. I yeah, I don't really understand what this is, but it it gets it gets a bit more explicit and oh, a bit more obvious later on. Mate, what are you doing, you massive prune? Uh, Iron Fury stars a woman character. It says a woman character. According to Kotaku, this Fun. is a woman character. What a novelty! But Terminx made a point of noting that it contains no feminist slant. He wanted that on record, I guess. Right. It's like making a game about war and saying, well, let's, let's try and keep politics out of it. Yeah. All right, let's try and keep politics out of this war game. Uh, another developer who goes by Daedalon expressed similarly thoughtless scepticism towards trans people, implying that, quote, mutilating a perfectly healthy body while you have depression and some other big issues could lead to suicide. Great. That's his his view on trans. Sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, uh, but here, if if you still don't understand why those things are offensive, here's something that is really on the nose. Hitler was great. Yeah. <laughs> Over the weekend, someone just cut that that soundbite out. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I know what I believe. <laughs> Over the weekend, however, another research area user discovered homophobic language in Iron Fury itself, including soap, ba- soap bottles that parodied Olay shampoo branded as O-Gay. Oh! Wow, good one. Wow, that's a clever pun. And a secret area in which you can find the word, and I'm just repeating this, fag bag. <laughs> oh my God. Apparently. It's practically comedic. That's so grossly offensive. It is, yeah. <laughs> what? Why would you think that was okay? Let's put a secret room and put the word fag bag. Fantastic. In there. Fantastic. Uh, so the article wow. goes on, but there was a follow up article, uh, yeah. also on Kotaku, who basically said that, well, sorry, in the previous article, they basically said that the publisher apologized and we're going to remove the stuff from the game. Mm. We're sorry. There's now been a follow up article 
Iron Fury lead developer Richard Gobey, who goes by the handle Terminx, the one who said the bad thing, mm -hmm. uh, has said, We will absolutely not be censoring Iron Fury or any of our other games now or in the future, including, but not limited to, by removing... Well, this guy can't string a sentence together. Nice. Included, but not limited to, by removing gags such as gaming's most controversial facial wash which I think is okay. Right. So he's saying we're not getting rid of that. 3D Realms noted, however, that the word fag bag was right. added to Iron Fury without approval from anyone else. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's a surprise as well, isn't it? That, 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 a, that a bunch of assholes would go ahead and just put that in because yeah. they know it's bad and uh, they wouldn't ask. And Voidpoint remo re removed it a few days ago. So the studio did actually modify some in-game content, albeit content that 3D Realms insists is inaccessible without hacking the game. Oh, well, that's right. fine. Yeah. Just put a secret room with just just the worst stuff you can possibly yeah. think of. Yeah, every game has a hell room. You're yeah. just not allowed to access it. Well, I'm pleased that the lead developer went public and said, uh, we're not actually removing any of that stuff, but yeah. they have actually had to remove at least one thing in there. So I cannot stress this enough. Maybe don't buy this game. Yeah, maybe don't. Because they sound like horrible people. It's been they just kind of review-bombed like now, I think, on Steam. Good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, I did actually see... I saw that headline when I was looking for weird news. Is that? I think you? that apparently is what prompted them to remove some of the stuff, is oh. that they were getting re review-bombed. It's always nice to see how Turnabout is kind of fair play in that regard. Yeah. When someone actually deserves to be review-bombed. But there we go. I mm. uh, hope those people's livelihoods aren't ruined. We don't, want to, we don't want them to be destitute. But maybe vote with your wallet and just don't buy their game. Just down a peg I think. <clears throat> yeah maybe mm. just knock them down a few yeah well that was our weird news yeah we move on to another question now this comes from mike waterson the mm. son, son of, of water. water wow that the actual do you think he's heir to all water no he's water to water a air is the air oh, is another guy yeah it's a different family air, that would be mike Erson. yeah mike Erson. Mm. uh he burns a lot of things down but actually he doesn't because that would be fire wouldn't it fire's a different yeah, guy so that would again. be mike fireson yes yeah god it's what a complicated universe simon son I don't understand any of it. I'm going to go be transphobic in my video game because the world frightens me. Yeah, that's easier to do. It <laughs> is way easier to do. Mike, the son of water, says, Hello, gents. With the very recent announcement that Telltale Games are being sort of revived oh. after their closure last year, which now defunct studios would you like to see get the Phoenix treatment? I completely missed this because I've been sort of um, taking a bit of a Twitter break. I, I go on maybe once in the morning and I check my mentions and my notifications, but the world is just so depressing at the moment that mm. I just don't like to look at Twitter if I can help it. Yeah. Uh, so I missed this. We do have a Polygon uh, story here recounting what's going on, though, Peter. I believe Polygon broke the story. Oh, good for them. What have they got to say? Polygon say, Telltale Games, which shut down last year, is being revived after its assets were purchased by a company called LCG Entertainment. The new company will sell some of Telltale's back catalogue and will work on new games based on a few Telltale-associated properties, as well as new licenses. The new Telltale is headed up by Jamie Ottilly. Ottilly? Ottilly? Ottilly. Jamie Ottilly and Brian Waddle. Didn't he get recently go into administration? Brian Waddle? No, uh, Jamie, Jamie, Italy, Jamie's Italy, Italian. Jamie's Ottilian, yeah. Jamie's Ottilian. Ottilly the Hun. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sorry. Attili said that some workers from the original Telltale Games will be offered freelance roles mm. with full-time positions possible in the future. 
In an interview with Polygon, Attili confirmed that the new business has back catalogue rights to licensed properties The Wolf Among Us and Batman, as well as full rights to original Telltale games such as Puzzle Agent. Fantastic. Yeah, there are some other license, uh, expired licenses that we're looking at, he said. Uh, Attili said it's possible the new Telltale will pick up some stories where they left off. We're still evaluating, but we definitely want to continue some of the stories, he said. But it looks like The Walking Dead won't be coming back. That license is now owned by Skybound, which has its own plans for game releases. Well, isn't that lovely news? It is lovely news. Um, I'm, I'm not getting overly excited about it because they don't have the rights to all the games at no. the moment. No. And it also sounds like none of the staff are going to be employed full-time yet. Not yet. But might might be eventually. Something... So it's a bit like it's not really the same studio at all. It's just called Telltale. No, and uh, I think the, the, the headline that Kotaku ran with was uh, two, two people who didn't work at Telltale are now bringing it back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I suppose you, you can be very skeptical about this, and that's, that's understandable. Um, I'm just happy that some some of those people will be allowed to come back and carry on working oh, yeah. potentially on stuff that they worked on before. Uh, there was another part of that article I didn't include in this uh, that, that said that they plan to keep the team small for the first six months. Mm-hmm. So it may well be the case that they will they'll bring on a lot of old staff as freelancers and then when they're ready to, yeah. they will expand properly and start to grow, perhaps properly. Because I think a lot of the stories that came out after Telltale closed last time was that it was just irresponsibly managed. Yeah, they were they were taking on far too many projects and they were expanding way too quickly, and it all just sort of collapsed on itself. So hopefully they can run it properly and build it up slowly. And it sounds like they're actually going to kick off by working on licenses that people care about, like mm. The Wolf Among Us and the Batman series, both of which were really good. And it's nice that they'll presumably be able to redistribute those the old versions of those games because that's one yeah. thing that was the, one of the sad things about Telltale going under is not just oh. We don't have any new Telltale games, mm-hmm. but actually most of them you can't get anymore now, can you? From a lot of storefronts, yeah, digital storefronts, yeah, they've been taken down, yeah. which is which is quite sad. However, the question is, which now defunct studios would you like to see get the Phoenix treatment? Now that's a lowercase p. It's not the Phoenix Games treatment because I wouldn't like to see anyone get the Phoenix Games treatment. Classic worst games ever. Yeah, uh, star player Phoenix Games. A um, bit of a common thread in mine, which I kind of <clears throat> only realised after I'd written these notes. Um, I would quite like to see Bullfrog okay. come back, yeah, yeah. who are famous for theme park, theme mm. hospital, uh, Dungeon Keeper, yeah. you know, some top-down creator PC games. Mm. Um, I also put Lionhead, who did Fable. I think Fable still exists. It's just, I don't know who has the rights to it now. I but, uh, well, I mean, Microsoft the publishing rights. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know who works on it is what I mean. Mm. Um, but... Uh, they also did the movies, which I, I really enjoyed. That's a PC game. And Black and White. Did you ever play that? No, I didn't. I, I wasn't much of a PC guy, and I didn't have an Xbox, no. so I yeah. sort of missed out on a lot of this stuff. But um, I realized afterwards that both of those are Curiosity Peter Molecule Yes, games, they are. Uh, they the are. Studios, Today's so. sponsor. Yeah. Peter Molyneux, what is it? Question mark. Is it any coincidence that Peter Molyneux started both of those studios, and they both went under? It's weird, isn't it? It's a bit. That's weird, weird news. It's highly Peter weird. Molyneux's companies do not last. It's a bit like the ad read where he he started and then just didn't finish. Yeah, he got cancelled before he could finish the ad read, which was you know kind of appropriate. Uh, I've got and I I spied it on your paper as well. Free Radical. Yeah, who were the developers of Time Splitters mm. and 
<coughs> haze. Um, well, yeah. Now, I've, I feel like we can bend the rules slightly here because I've done that with my other option as well, where I feel like if we were to resuscitate Free Radical, it would have to be from a very specific time period. Yeah. Because the majority of the staff, or a lot of the staff of Free Radical, went on to work under Crytek UK, and they made the very, very stinky plop-plop game, Homefront. Homefront. That's um, all they made before they were... Really bad. So that wasn't great. And also, who else did you have there? Well, Free... They, they then became... Dam Buster under that Deep was it. Silver. Dam Crytek Buster. became Dam Buster. Yeah. And yeah, so that's why I didn't end up reading Free Radical out because I wasn't sure if we were betting the rules. Right. If we brought them back, it would just be Dam... It's just Dam Buster, It would just it? be a bit rubbish. So hopefully... But we'd like to properly bring back old Free Radical. Proper Time Splitters 2, Future Perfect Free Radical. That's who we'd like back. A Bullfrog as well, who you mentioned there, who worked on the theme games. Yeah. Um, I believe it's those two... From uh, it may have been from Bullfrog. I think it is from a UK studio anyway. Who's who's who've now done Two Point Hospital. Two Point Hospital, yeah. Which hopefully eventually is coming to PlayStation because I'd really like to play that. Yeah. Um, so, so some of these do kind of still exist. That's kind, kind of how the, of, how it works when a company goes under. Those people don't just vanish from the video game. No, unless they're Ken Levine. Well, sure. Just disappears into the ether. But he's, he wanted to. He's to deserved it. He's doing something with lighthouses, I think, just endlessly, yeah. just going between lighthouses, some some one sort of another philosophical weirdness. Um, the other one I've got here is, and this is bending the rules, Mass Effect Two era Bioware. Right. Because that Bioware doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. That Bioware, for all intents and purposes, is, is dead. Right. It doesn't exist. It's it's fake. It's not real. It's fake just news. it's just a man inside a gorilla suit. Yeah. Making making anthem forever. Right. And maybe Dragon Age if if they can work out how to use the engine, uh, which sounds like hell on earth. Uh, but yeah, that that Bioware immediately crumbled pretty much after. Mass Effect 2 shipped. Between mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2 and 3, a lot of people disappeared and then Mass Effect 3 came out and it wasn't quite as good as Mass Effect 2 and it's just been a downward slope since then, really. Yeah. So I'd like Bioware to come back, but I, I want it to be... I want it to be Mass Effect 2 Bioware, really. Right. That's what I want. Well, yeah, I kind of want Visceral to come back, but just to make the Star Wars game that got <laughs> cancelled. But yeah. I think probably some of that may have... Well, I don't know. I guess it was already nearly finished, Fallen Order. I was going to say some of it may have influenced that game, even though it's a completely different studio, but I don't know. Maybe. Who's, who's to, to say? say. But, um, Ooh, who's to say? Who's to say? It's who's all just say? EA doing weird stuff, so, yeah. yeah. Conjecture. Yeah. Peter, it's time mm. for a massive discussion. It's, I've never seen such a big discussion before. Oh, big discussion time. Absolutely. It's a good question. It's an interesting question. Yes, it's peculiar one mm. this comes from victoria pennington mm. i d- when i was writing out her name i nearly put victoria pendleton right of course is the olympic cycle cycle woman cycle man you nearly cycle woman cycle man cycle michael michaelman michael uh, but obviously that this isn't i'm sure victoria is equally as impressive if this question is anything to go by yeah why are digital versions of games more expensive than physical copies good question using pokemon let's go as an example on release in australia it was 80 dollars digitally and 70 dollars in store i don't think digital should be significantly cheaper as i still want the people who worked on it to be compensated but surely it shouldn't cost more to put it on or in an e-store than creating physical packaging Okay, I'll stop complaining now. I just needed to gripe. They're both great. Uh, you're, you're both great. And I hope you're having a lovely day. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah, this is something that's long baffled a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's really frustrating. It is. Because you see, in fact, I went on the PlayStation Store earlier and went on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Should we should we bounce back and forth between digital prices and physical prices here? Yeah. NBA 2K20, 54 digital. 
$49.99 physical. Borderlands 3, $59.99 digital. $49.99 physical. WWE 2K20, $54.99 digital. What? Where, where's that? You've missed out FIFA. I did. Oh. $49.99 physical. FIFA 20, $59.99 digital. $49.99 physical. Medieval is the only outlier I could find mm. that was sort of releasing it at a budget price. $24.99 digital. And $24.99 physical. And the story continues with Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Final Fantasy 7 and Remake. 49, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, I don't know if I ever noticed this before, really. This is why I don't pre-order digitally. I've only ever done it once. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I did it for Crash Team Racing because that was pretty much the same price because it's a budget release. But I did it for Fallout 4 because I wanted to preload it and play it at midnight. That was was the only time that I've done that. And it's different from console to to PC, I think. Mm. Uh, But it's it's a similar deal... In that the physical copies are always cheaper. Yeah. Um, and and that can be a source of frustration because you're right, you know, you're not you're not getting it in a physical copy. There's no packaging. They're not costs. having to make packaging. They're not having to ship it anywhere. Yeah. They're not having to pay people to sell it. Uh, they're not even having to to give, you know, the the retailer the physical retailers a cut of the of the sales mm. so that you know that, that it's worth them selling the game in the first place. The the publishers apart from paying a fee to um to whoever owns the digital store they're selling yeah, it on, sort of hosting they get everything it's yeah. all theirs and that's particularly annoying well yeah i mean I, I have to admit from a very privileged point of view i the reason i never really noticed this is because we're in a fortunate position in this job in that we quite often now would just get sent press codes, review codes mm-hmm. for games, um, and usually for pretty much the ones that we want. So we're, we're yeah. lucky that we don't tend to have to actually go to a digital or physical store and buy stuff very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent game I bought uh, digitally was Spyro, but as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that was cheaper anyway at, at launch, and maybe it was like Medieval and ended up being the same price. Yeah, you know, on, and Crash Team Racing as well. Right, so yeah, I... I I've really haven't haven't seen this phenomenon before, really, or not that I've I've realised. But uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You've got a Forbes article here that you've uh, embedded in the notes. Yeah, so this is a Forbes article from 2015, which hopefully sheds some some light on it. It's mm. an it's an explanation, but as far as I'm concerned, it's not a reason. Uh, right. Like it's not. It sounds like more of an excuse. Yeah. Than than a. It's not going to make you happy, basically. So just be prepared to be frustrated. Yeah, by I this. had a read of this before, and I was like, oh, that's the reason, or oh, that's the yeah, like the excuse. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll hop into it. Um, I'm going to. I will be reading the parts of uh, writer Paul Tassi, and Peter will today be playing uh, Chief Financial Officer Elaine Martinez and Ubisoft CEO Eve Gilmo. Gilmo. Gimo, yeah. emo. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. So it starts it starts with me, right? That no, quote. it starts. Sorry, that's just a quote that, that oh, goes around the whole thing. Right. Here we go. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. The point I found the most interesting during an Ubisoft earnings call was when CEO Eve Eve Gimo, yeah. Gimo, I think it's Gimo, Gimo, Gillimot, Gillimot, discussed the reason digital prices remain so high, especially when compared to their often discounted physical counterparts. 
digital is more reactive. I'm not doing the French. Oh, I thought you were going no, to for a second not, there. No. You, I could hear you think about it for <laughs> a second. He's more reactive. No, I can't do his. <laughs> Rose Ross, hello. He's got quite a special, he's got a, an interesting regional French accent. Yeah, he's great. I can't do. Digital is more reactive than what we put, more reactive than what we put in stores. But at the same time, it doesn't react as fast on console than it does on PC. Gimo said. What we can say is that when games are older than one year, digital is a lot more dynamic on console because there are less units in stores. CFO Elaine Martinez chimed in as well. Chime! On digital, we will not sell a game for a lower price compared to physical. After a few weeks or a few months, things can change. And as Eve has been saying, sometimes you might have a promotion on Amazon that is not on GameStop, but we can also react on the digital side. And back to Gimo. Also, one thing to consider is related to stocks. If we have stock in stores, we tend to make sure we decrease the quantity of units in stores before going digital with lower prices. A company will always want to sell a game for full price whenever they can, but the problem is that physical retail copies take up literal shelf space. In order to move product, literally move it off store shelves, places like GameStop or warehouses like Amazon will have to sell physical games at a discount at some point. That is an accepted part of retail. Digital obviously does not have that problem. There is no inventory to clear out, so Ubisoft is free to have the price be higher for longer. With no actual inventory and an eternal desire to sell for full price, here we are. Corporate greed! Yeah. It's corporate greed. They, they want to sell it. They do it because they can. Yeah, that's literally it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there, there is no motivation for them to shift this stock, this physical stock they have sitting in a warehouse somewhere, so they can afford to set it as, as a higher price for longer. That's literally the only reason. Oh, the di yeah, the digital the, the the digital stock doesn't exist physically anywhere, so yeah. it's not taking up space. So you know we don't mind if you if it's a bit too high, it's a bit too rich for your blood, whatever. You know it doesn't matter. We don't have to get rid of it in a hurry. Yeah, is there's, what there's no there's no real emphasis on us to to do anything about that. Although sometimes when you go on the store and you look for a game that's like kind of old and obscure mm. and it's still like 40 pounds where clearly whoever owns the rights to it's just sort of forgotten about it. Yeah. So I'm never no one's ever going to play this again now because mm -hmm. it's too expensive. I I was a bit confused by some of the adjectives used by I mean to be fair it's a second language but and also it may have been translated. It may have been translated but talking about things that are active and reactive and dynamic yes. was a bit strange i think it just means um you know people you know people pay attention to physical stuff in the first few weeks and they want to go to the game shop and buy it physically but then it's less active later on right you know a few weeks later people aren't rushing sort out to the... gamestop to go i must buy assassin's creed 3 I must. I must. No, yeah. It's been out for too long. People aren't going to rush to the store for it. So. You want to buy it digitally, though. Yeah. Why would I, they sell it I, for I any cheaper? It doesn't, yeah. doesn't make any difference. And then they, I think they massively, obviously, they massively inflate the value of the digital bonuses you get for pre-ordering. Mm. Because sometimes you just need to pre-order digitally to get like a theme yeah. for your PlayStation or to get some avatars or even to get in-game content. But then they'll have like I mean, practically all of these games that I listed earlier, NBA, Borderlands, FIFA, WWE, COD, uh, don't think Final Fantasy VII, they all 
had at least three versions available mm. for pre-order. I'm sure Final Fantasy will end up with probably some kind some of special version. Some kind of season pass or yeah. nonsense skins or whatever. Uh, all the way up to sort of eighty nine ninety nine digitally. Mm-hmm. And really what it what it included was either some kind of season pass for content or some kind of weapon skins or access to early stuff. And it's like that is not worth that much. And the price increase is just so unwarranted. Yeah. They've clearly been told we need to have three different versions of these games at this this price at uh, this price point. You need to give us something to put in each one. Again, it's it's that question of like physical stuff that actually has to be manufactured and shipped versus digital. Because when you get you know an eighty nine ninety nine physical collector's pack that has a statuette and like a leather map. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. A nice big box. A nice big box, uh, maybe a steelbook case. You can kind of understand, in a way, why those things cost, you know, nearly 100 quid if you get, like, the, the, the top-tier ones because, you know, a nice big resin statue is it's going to cost money to make. Yeah. But don't charge me, like, nearly 100 quid to, what, have a few, like, OP weapons at launch or, you know, mm-hmm. a fancy skin when... You've only had to make that once in a studio. Some some artist has developed some asset and then it's been uploaded. It's not worth you selling it for 40 quid extra no. over and over and over again to everyone who wants to buy it when it's only cost you a few hours and probably a few more than I know because I'm naive, but you know, <laughs> some hours of, of manpower and that's it. You know, yeah. There's no physical cost at like redistributing that over and over to each new customer. So it's cheeky. It's really cheeky. It is, and it's greedy as well. And this greedy. is the story for everyone. It's just that it's it's just it's just an accepted practice. Mm. Uh, but you know, for, as a, from a consumer standpoint, as physical is increasingly phased out, it seems GameSpot is just going to collapse. GameSpot, um, GameStop, that's the one. The U.S. retailer is going to collapse yeah. at any moment. All I hear is woes about GameStop. Mm. Um, luckily, in the UK, we've got a few different places we can buy games. Yeah. But this is only going to get more problematic because increasingly digital game sales account for more and more of the market share of actual game sales full stop. Mm-hmm. And that's that's only going to sort of embolden publishers to do do things like this and take it to more extreme lengths. So all I can really say is just kind of vote with your wallet mm. and either wait for sales or buy things physically or don't or just refuse to get the expensive versions yeah the, the more expensive versions it's frustrating unfortunately though this is a case where that is just the way it is i guess i don't know what what's going to change that i guess the benefit at the moment is because physical is cheaper then mm. you can kind of doubly vote with your wallet not just because you're saying no i don't approve of this these practices with what you're doing with your with your digital copies but also you can say Oh, well, it's just cheaper for me to go and buy the physical, so I'll, I'll just do that then. Yeah, but you then know? you're supporting Amazon, and is that a good thing? Well, Who's m- to say, go right? to your actual local game store, I guess, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's your answer. I hope that was interesting. It, it was certainly interesting for me. Was it interesting for you, Peter? Yes, it was. Let us know what you make of digital game sales and all of the other things we've talked about this show in the comments below, or send us a tweet, or we don't have an email address. Don't you look for one. Don't you? There's not one out there. Stop it. Stop that. Peter, where can people go if they want to get in contact with us that is not that, though? Not stop. Do, stop. Do don't it's, do that. It's not triplejump at email.com. So <laughs> stop sending. Yeah. Um, you can find us on social media uh, at uh, Team Triple Jump. So on Twitter and Facebook, we are Team Triple Jump. 
our actual content goes out on YouTube and Twitch forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, I've just gone to the wrong page. But I don't need a page because it's always Team Triple Jump. For example, our patron, Patreon, if you want to be a patron on Patreon, is patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. If you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast right now, you can get an audio version at play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash Triple mm-hmm. jump. No team there. No team. The website is triplej.mp. That's triplej.mup. And finally, our Discord, uh, of which there is a special room for the patrons, uh, is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. jump. Fantastic. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20. Twitter as well, at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday. Slight shake up this week. We yeah. put a list out on a Wednesday instead because it was recapping all the amazing stuff from Gamescom last week. So mm. please go and watch that. Also, World of Warcraft uh, Classic is out now. We did a list about the things you don't know about Warcraft. Yeah, two timed lists, time-sensitive lists there. Franchises. So please go and watch those. Mm. Uh, worst Games is every fortnightly. Last week was a Worst Games, so next week will be a Worst Games. But mm. you can get it two days early on Friday if you're a patron of a certain tier. Yeah. Sunday, for everybody else. Podcast every Saturday. I can confirm next week is a Rules Boss week. There'll be another episode of Rules Boss coming. My God. So look forward to that. And an episode of Worst Games ever. So if you're a patron, your Friday night is going to be banging. Jesus. Get ready. Banging Jesus. My do- Don't do that. Unless you're putting the nails in his hands, because that's an important part of the bib- of the Bible, isn't it? Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, if they'd not done that, that would have kind of defeated the purpose. If you but... see Jesus, you've got to bang those nails in his oh hands. Oh, my God. Because otherwise, he's not going to fulfill his Jesus prophecy, and where would we be without that? I like how you took higher ground by telling me, no, don't say anything about banging Jesus. Unless you're banging unless the you're, nails in Jesus. Unless you're putting it. the nails in Jesus. Look, I'm just saying it's an important it's an important thing. It is. If they'd not if they'd not banged the nails into Jesus, he wouldn't have died for our sins. Exactly. And that was why he was sent. So in in a sexual sense, don't bang Jesus. No. But in a very literal sense, bang Jesus if you see him. Anyway, this is our I video think... game podcast. Yeah. Uh we all we all on board with that? Cool. We all voted. I, every, I, yeah. I can hear them. They all said yes. That they said yes, you're not in a hole, Ben. Wrap up the show now. Okay. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It really helps. Something about algorithms. Mm. Um, I think that's all we've got. There's nothing else for me to say here apart from Peter. Yeah. Talk to me about Peter. Um, We've had an update on our sponsor, uh, Peter Molyneux's uh, Curiosity Cube. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know what's inside it. It was a a trick all along. It wasn't that you become a god. Right. At all. Okay. Uh, it's just the read for next week's sponsor. Oh. So that someone has unearthed it. It's been faxed to us. Okay. Um, and so we'll, I guess we'll find out what was in the cube next week, but you're going to have to listen to the, to the... So I don't, I don't read that. I don't read that now. I, I have to wait until next week. You have to, to wait read. until next week to read next week's sponsor, yeah. Wow, it's just as well that I'm doing the sponsor because you're not going to be here. Oh, yeah, you're right. Peter's away next week, so uh, I'll be streaming as usual on Tuesday. There'll be no stream on Monday. Maybe uh, that's what was in the cube. Someone to replace me. On the podcast? Yeah. Let me have a look. Oh, I've got it just here. Next S- week's sponsor. Not, next week's and sponsor. Co-host. And co-host. This the, Next week's podcast is sponsored by Sam Driver oh. from Cultaholic. 
Sam's going to be hopping in to give me a hand with the podcast while Peter's away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as I said, I'll be streaming on Thursday with Patrick Fenn from Gearbox. We'll be playing some Borderlands 2 and talking about Borderlands 3. It'll be very exciting. Please come along and watch that. That'll be on YouTube. Right. Time to go. Yeah. Thanks for watching slash listening, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.